Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles and Brian McElfish. Hey everybody, how you doing out there? It's Matt Knowles, it's Brian McElfish. We're here with a very special episode of the CFB Dynasty Podcast. Why is it so special? Because this is a Hurricane Ian special edition. Right now, BMAC and I are under tropical storm warnings. It's very odd that there's nobody in the state under a hurricane watch or either in a hurricane warning or a tropical storm warning, but that is what we are. Right now, as we record, Hurricane Ian is at 155 mile an hour winds, which is insane. Category four, but the track, as far as we're concerned, has uh, become beneficial for us in Ocala. Looks like it's going to go yep. far to the east as far as the eye goes. Doesn't mean we're not going to get a lot of rain, but uh, this may be the last time we get a record for a little bit. Who knows if we're going to have power, but um, we'll see what happens for next week. But um, until now, we, uh, we're we here to uh, talk about college fantasy football, the stuff that happened last week, the stuff that's going to happen this week, and share some great stories with you. BMAC, how you doing over there? And are you prepared for the storm, the rain, whatever's going to happen from Hurricane Ian? Um, mostly prepared. So the one thing uh, I had my, my grill passed away a couple months ago and I didn't replace it yet. So if we do lose power, I'll be like grilling out with neighbors or whatever. <laughs> um, but I've got plenty of, uh, plenty of food, got some water gassed up, got some flashlights and stuff yesterday in case the power goes out and, uh, and whatnot. Like speaking happened. about speaking about the power going out, there's a there is a story that's a part of fantasy football lore around here <laughs> uh, that we were just talking about yesterday. Actually, I had just shared that exact same story with somebody the day before, so it's crazy that it comes up every year. Um, just shows how committed the guys in CFB Dynasty are. So prior to CFB Dynasty, we had a uh, a league that's still actually going right now, Boffle. Uh, the Better Ocala Fantasy Football League Extraordinaire is still going, 27 years going. Um, but a lot of the guys from, from CFB Dynasty's home league started off there. Um, and I guess it was back in 2004 when you had the, the infamous four of 2004 hurricanes in this area. Yep. Um, we were still doing the, our fantasy football drafts live. And um, everybody, the draft was supposed to be at my house that year. And my house was the only one that had power. So it was amazing watching everybody come in the door. And um, I remember very distinctly BMAC coming in the door, going straight to the bathroom and uh, not being the only one that commented about how you never appreciate being able to turn the light on in the bathroom until you can't turn the light on in the bathroom. And you're just going in the dark and just hoping for the best. Yeah, they really, you know, did a good job explaining how dangerous the roads were and that you really shouldn't go out for anything unless it's extremely important. And I really thought that I was playing by the rules there. Like we had a fantasy draft at your house and man, I remember, you know, one of the most dangerous things in a hurricane is, is like fallen uh, power, power lines. And I remember, you know, you're, you're going through and around fallen trees and like little, minor flooded areas and things so you can't see too well and of course it's you know rain is coming down like crazy at that at that point but i remember seeing a power line in front of me and i i didn't have time to stop and it was just like cold chills moment where you raise your hands off the steering wheel lifted my feet off the floor i don't know if that would have done anything <laughs> or not but that was my reaction at the time 
but made it to the draft and uh it was a wild wild hurricane drive but i would do it It again and 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 just so you guys know uncle joe was there as well uncle joe disputes the fact that he actually (laughs) went to the bathroom at the draft but i have vivid (laughs) memories of him actually being one of the guys that went in there and was appreciating the fact that there was power in the bathroom so don't let uncle joe fool you he was there in 2004 (laughs) now there are some of you out there we appreciate the concern that are like why are you guys recording um during this hurricane one if you've never been in a hurricane um, I saw a, a line yesterday. Somebody said prepping for a hurricane is like being stalked by a turtle. Yep. And um, I mean, you just, you, you just, it's just out there. I mean, right now the, the track has turned our, our buddies. I've got a lot of friends in the Fort Myers area, um, business partners in the Fort Myers area, really hoping for the best for all them. Um, I know that uh, comic compressions, which is one of the biggest printers in the area, or in the industry, Scout Comics is actually located in Fort Myers. We definitely don't want to have anything happen to, to the businesses down there or the people there. So definitely hoping for the best for them. But, um, you know, what else are we going to do? I mean, everything is closed. Let's go do a podcast. And the precedent has already been set for us to not make any excuses and make stuff happen. That's right. um, our boy, Gordy Miller, you've heard us talk about Gordy Miller before. Brian, was it last year or the year before? Um, uh, yeah. uh couple years ago yeah so gordy miller actually had a heart attack right before the draft and we were like what are we gonna do we aren't gonna be able to do the draft gordy jumps into the draft he had somebody bring up his uh his laptop or his his uh phil steel or his yellow notepad whatever it may be yeah yeah he asked for two things uh from his wife and it was his yellow pad and his i think his ipad or laptop yeah whatever he drafted from so, so yeah, that's so that man from the hospital literally was recovering from a heart attack. And his first thought was get me my CFB dynasty information. So I don't miss the draft. So if that guy, <laughs> if that guy's not going to make any excuses when he has a heart attack, we are not going to make any excuses about getting to some really awesome news during this podcast. And he, he'll uh, not like it if we don't remember who he picked with his first pick so that, uh, and it was, I think it was freshman Muhammad Ibrahim was his uh, his first pick in that draft. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great pick too. I mean, you're talking yeah. about that he that had helped him to uh, to perform really well. I'm glad to see that he's kept uh, kept a hold of him through all this uh, the injuries and whatnot. Yep, yep. All right, so we do have some things to follow along as it comes to what's how's the hurricane going to impact your fantasy score? So. All across the South, um, even if the hurricane is, you know, not directly over the top of, you know, games that are happening, obviously games are being moved now. So you've got Florida, um, Eastern Washington moved to Sunday, UCF, SMU, huge game uh, with big fantasy implications there, also moved to Sunday. Uh, we got to make sure Fantrax is going to handle that correctly. So you're going to look for those game times to update UCF or sorry, um, Eastern Carolina uh, moved to FAU. FAU. Okay. That's it's the FAU game in Boca Raton. Yeah. So they're, they're moving to, uh, I'm just saying they're moving to a neutral site uh, at FAU. Got and it. right now, right now that's the only game that's been moved. And I think part of that is, is that unless you're going to move a game out of the state of Florida, where are you going to go? I mean, yep. I know that uh, I had some friends in Delray Beach yesterday. In Delray Beach, which is on the uh, the southeast coast that lost power. Hmm. I'm like, yep. the, the storm was still in the middle of the Gulf. 
and people on the East Coast were losing power. So there's not really a place in Florida. I know they're um, the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, moved their practices down to Miami because Miami's playing uh, away at Cincinnati tomorrow night. Uh, so Tampa moved out of that area, but now the storm is basically cutting right between Tampa and Miami. It's not it. So it's not, didn't really help Tampa to get out of that area. Yeah. So South Carolina moved their game up from Saturday to Thursday. So you'll see them on Thursday night football. And then, um, so other things to pay attention to, like the NC state Clemson game is a good example where, um, when the over-under started, the over-under was 48 for that game. It has dropped drastically. It's dropped eight points down to right now. I was just looking at Bovada right before we open up the show. It's at a 40. So if you're thinking of potential fantasy points um, for your teams, for your players, I mean, uh, they're going away. And that's how you got to look at that and think about that all throughout the week as it gets close to lineup time, really with the wind and the heavy rain that's going to happen all over the South. It's you really only want to play running backs. If you need to, like I'm thinking about sitting Shipley, which is a hard thing to do. Um, but in a, in a crazy rain game, you know, you're not able to, to cut and everything as you would normally like to. And then, and you're just not able to utilize your speed. So speed's a big part of your game. Uh, not really, going to be as effective in those kind of games so kickers don't play them if they're in the south quarterbacks receivers you don't want to play them if they're in the south um and defenses, defenses could, will be defenses, fine yeah defenses could be a crapshoot i think that that's a yeah. kind of game where you know you could say well maybe maybe they're not going to be able to hold on to somebody one of the best things about about the pack defense this year is they just don't miss tackles yeah. um talked about the whole time uh, this, this whole season they've got the best linebacking core in the country um, they've done a really good job of not missing tackles. And so if you've got a running back that can't be elusive, that's probably going to play into their strength. Should you be playing the NC State defense against Clemson? Probably not. But then again, they're a top 10 team for a reason. And a lot of that is because of the defensive power that they have this year. Yep. Yep. So uh, let's go. Let's take a step back. Let's wind the clock back just a little bit. Let's go to our week four reactions. We're going to have some reactions and we're going to bring up a segment that we just started last week after those reactions. So BMAC, let's start with those, but those uh, week four reactions. Yeah. So as far as the Florida game goes against Tennessee, that game was wild. Florida actually had a Hail Mary opportunity from 40 yards out at the end. Uh, but Anthony Richardson uh, looked great. Um, really. He's one of those guys where after the, after week two and week three, you were like, Oh man, did I waste a draft pick on him? He was, Typically, probably drafted as a QB2, um, but someone with QB1 upside. And he showed all that upside on Saturday. So that was great to see. Good bounce back game for him. Um, Marshawn Lloyd at South Carolina. Have you got to see him any yet, Matt? Watching I, have, South Carolina? I have not. I've been, I watched parts of so many games last week, but that was not one I got a chance to take a look at. Yeah. Now he's recovered from his injury fully. He's taken over as running back one there. South Carolina as a team, they're one of those that you kind of hoped that offense would be really great. You expected the offense to do their things, but uh, hasn't been the case so far and they could be in for a tough season, but Marshawn Lloyd, he is a beast. He's everything you would want him to be. If you can get him, low especially if you're in a dynasty league get him now uh he's just going to continue to improve he looks so good he's he's fast but also powerful nfl body like he's the complete package um tulsa 
on the rise. They were a team when we started the CFB Dynasty League back in 2008. Tulsa was a powerhouse in terms of offense. Um, Damaris Johnson, wide receivers that were getting tons of points, receiving and uh, returning kicks. Absolutely. Yep, and they're on the rise again. They had a really good offensive output uh, again this week, and they were playing on the road at Ole Miss. And their quarterback Bryn got hurt. Uh, their their top receiver, I know, I think it was Matt. I think it was you, Matt, sent me an example, or no, it was Doug sent me a video of him where he just got knocked out, just like Tua uh, in the game Sunday, where he like walked, tried to walk, and he was all like wobbly and scary looking, but. Both Tua and the um, uh, Stokes, Keelan Stokes, came back in their respective games and played. So we're going to have to see on the injury with Bryn and see how they do this week against a really formidable defense of uh, Cincinnati. But could be some elite fantasy starters on Tulsa for the rest of the year. Devon A-Chain, he, he basically is the offense. Um, he's been so good and... Didn't even get 20 carries, but had like around 160 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's just going to be fed the whole season. So if you've got him and he stays healthy, he's someone you can start against almost anyone. Um, and staying with uh, A&M there, Anaya Smith, to kind of get ahead of our, our news and notes section, Anaya Smith is out for the year. Uh, I think Evan Stewart is going to be you know, the guy who's the benefactor there someone that you can potentially start week in and week out as you get to the end of the season. He's someone that you can acquire low probably now. Um, but yeah, I, I like that a lot there with Evan Stewart and he's going to get a lot of deep ball touches did score a touchdown last week. So I'm going to take the next one. So university of Miami, middle Tennessee <laughs> state, you talk about a game that not only that nobody expected, but one of the most bizarre stats ever coming out of that game last week. So Middle Tennessee State comes in, pulls the huge upset, blows out the Hurricanes, 45-31. It wasn't as close as the score, but you've got DJ England Chisholm comes into the game, three catches for 15 yards on the season. In this game versus Miami, two catches, 169 yards, and two touchdowns, one of which Miami gets stopped on a fourth and goal from the two, they throw a fly pattern to him, 98-yard touchdown, basically sealed the game. Is this somebody you should be looking out for? Probably not right now because if he only had three catches before that in the whole season, you know, that, that we have to look at the, the CFB dynasty, that the algorithm that's out there and the tracking, one of the good things that CFB does where they're going to show you the guy's stats over three weeks previous. Don't just get tricked into going, let me go get DJ England Chisholm because he has such a – a huge amount of points Good point. for one week. He only had, you know, what, 2.5 points combined between uh, receptions and yards in the whole season before that. Let him, let's see if he's actually, uh, if he's a one week wonder or if he's going to actually start up uh, producing some consistency there. Yeah. Um, Katron Allen, um, kind of surprising. Uh, it's kind of, we'll talk about Nick Singleton a few times on this podcast, but Singleton, you know, he had the, all the data pointing to a big game for him. Um, you know, he is, he's coming off two weeks where he scored 25 plus fantasy points and then uh, an easy opponent that they should be able to run on. And they did, but they used the other freshman, Catron Allen. Um, so that's going to be an interesting 
scenario to watch play out over time. I'm expecting a bounce back for Singleton this week. Um, Jalen Daniels, Kansas. What a fun offense. Um, I'm definitely going to watch as much Kansas offense as I can uh, this year, and it's because of Jalen Daniels. He's so good. And uh, Did you ever think you'd make that statement? Ever? No. That you were going to watch, no. that you can't wait to watch Kansas? <laughs> That's a, a valid point. So, no, I, I've never said that before in my life unless it was about Kansas basketball. But um, – <laughs> Kansas Duke. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. I, I didn't watch the full game. I watched the condensed version on YouTube, but um, excellent there. Um, Egbuka, number one points per game, fantasy receiver, or maybe number two. He's our number one start for the week, at least this week. And uh, don't know what's going on 100% with Jackson Smith and Jigba, but apparently he came back a week early. We're, we're just doing a little bit of guessing here because he played a week ago a little bit, probably re-injured himself and is and sat out last week completely. So not sure what's going on with him, but until then, Egg Buka, start him every week, no matter who they play against. Um, have to apologize to Sam Hartman. Uh, I'm sorry for, for doubting you. What a game against Clemson. They didn't get the win, but dang, he looked so, so good. But I just followed the data, and so that led me to uh, not starting him against Clemson. But that data is going to be different for the rest of the year now, and he'll he'll continue to be a top ten start for us. Uh, well, week and, in, that, week and, out. and now that you bring that up about Hartman, that's something for people to pay attention to because this year, I think more than any other year, top ten matchups versus unranked opponents are not the the you know. You could go, you know, throw money down on those things like they have been in the past. Every week, there are tons of guys that are up there in that top ten that are just not performing well, or guys that are that are the uh, the lower ranked or unranked teams that are actually stepping up. We already talked about Middle Tennessee State. You had Wake Forest, who was ranked twenty first last week, that should have beat Clemson. They were they were ahead of Clemson. They actually put a great game with them. You had Oklahoma, number six, getting beat by Kansas State. Um, you had USC at, at seven. We had a close game with unranked Oregon State. Um, Arkansas, number 10, got beat by number 23, Texas A&M. Yep. Um, it was just uh, – oh, th- and this is not the first time it's happened this year. So there's been more – there's been more parity right now than ever before in college in college football, which makes for more fun in college fantasy football too because you know these mid-major teams or group of five teams, uh, more so in football, are going to rise up and actually give you some good statistical performances. And last one for me on this uh, week four reaction. So I got a, you know, we kind of pounded Malik Cunningham early in the season. We're like, wow, man, we drafted him. He was like quarter, he was a top three quarterback, top four. And I'm pretty much across any set of fantasy rankings you can find. And he was terrible. Or Louisville in general was terrible uh, early on. But the last three games, he's had 26 fantasy points, 36, and now 42, 43. Um, so he's, his average is up to 27, and uh, that should continue to rise as they play on the road against a lifeless Boston College team uh, this week. So um, Malik Cunningham, good for him. Glad he's, he's on the rise. Um, I expect him to finish the season strong. I don't know that he'll get into that top five like we had him projected going into the season, but there's 
poss- there's a possibility there. So you can potentially still get him somewhat low, lower than value at least. Um, he'll he'll cost a pretty penny, I'm sure, if you try and trade for him. All right. Well, that ends the uh, the the regular week four reactions. But last week we debuted a segment. We're going to come right back to it. We're going to go back to the grocery store. Can't get any bottled water right now, but we surely can go over to the milk aisle. We can pick up our milk carton. There's a bunch of guys for week four that we did not expect to be on the milk carton. BMEC, I'm going to let you start with your first milk carton for week four. Well, I'm going to go straight to the brisket lock. Tavion Thomas. It's one of those scenarios where I can't, I can't do much. I can't do much but ask, what, what are you doing? Tavion Thomas. So I guess he got suspended and missed the first half of the game. Got a few carries late in the game, but he was he was the brisket lock because he was supposed to be great. The data pointed to it, and then he did something dumb and got suspended. Unlisted, of course. We'll never know uh, what's going on until injury reports are normalized across the sport and suspensions like this. So it's just as bad as a first quarter injury to one of your fantasy players or DFS players. I can tell you, BMAC, I was I was really surprised. I went to the store and I could not believe I turned around a bunch of cartons and every time I turned one around, it was like the entire Boise State team <laughs> was on the back of these milk cartons. <laughs> if, if anybody that knows me knows, I've got a soft spot for Boise State. Um, totally a fan of the Smurf turf. They just always put some fun guys out there into fantasy football. This year, Boise State is in complete and utter disarray. Uh, the the game they just played, they played against a not really good UTEP Miners team and got destroyed, destroyed by the UTEP Miners. It was such a bad game. Hank Bachmeyer had 93 yards passing. Austin Genty, who is a... A, uh, a, a big-time freshman had one carry for three yards. It was so bad, they fired their offensive coordinator, and Hank Blackfire's like, you know what? I'm done with this. I am out of here. <laughs> Entered the transfer portal. I cannot believe that Hank Bachmeyer, after starting the year a few years ago against Florida State and having such an amazing game to start his college career, it's just been such a big question mark now to the point that he is just done with Boise State. I don't know if, if uh, I would play a Boise State guy for the rest of the year unless they really turn it around. No offensive coordinator, no QB. What is going on, Boise State? That's rough. Yeah, speaking of rough, I was I was staying up late to watch that USC offense play against Oregon State, and I had a heavy USC lean. Like, I spent all the money on Caleb Williams. I think it was $10,200 in my DraftKings. Um, and he had one touchdown, 180 yards. USC squeaks by on the road, 17 to 14. They certainly didn't cover the spread. They actually won the turnover battle by four. USC did. Um, I think they're plus 10 in turnovers on the year, and they still only won by three. Uh, really unbelievable there. But yeah, Jordan Addison, three catches, 42 yards. That was rough. And, and I can tell you, there's a reason why BMAC is the guy that does the brisket locks around these parts. Um, I picked a brisket lock last week. Thought for sure Nick Singleton was going to blow it up against Central Michigan. Nick Singleton comes out, 12 carries, 
42 yards. Mm. So many people out there in college fantasy football completely disappointed in Nick Singleton. Hey, he's a freshman. It's one week. But my goodness, talk about a humongous drop-off right there. BMAC, I'm sorry for uh, jeopardizing your plate of smoked meats. Um, I won't do it again. Yes, I will. I'll pick a brisket lock this week again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but my goodness, Nick Singleton, I, I was definitely uh, really surprised in the, in the lack of production from him last week for Penn State. Yeah, we've got one from PNW Husker. And, you know, if there's any fantasy players that should be rewarded, it's Husker fans. They've, they're going through it, man, with the, the whole coaching change and everything. So, Travion Henderson, what are you doing to our boy? Get some touches that land in the end zone instead of giving them all to Mayan Williams. But Henderson, his comment, Travion Henderson should be on every milk carton in America. The worst keeper in my league. Um, or the only worst keeper in my league is Brennan Armstrong. And then we've got one more from Fresh 33 um, These are the people that have him mad. Quentin Johnson, Xavier Worthy, Miles Price, Cedric Tillman, and Kayshawn Boutte. Um, he's like all wasted picks as of right now in the rounds one through three. And the old Dominion offense is what makes him the most sad. So uh, let's go back to last week's rankings. Last week's rankings, going by the data, Chris Thornton, wasn't he the number one guy out there in, uh, on the wide receiver rankings? Expected to have a huge game, yeah. Expected to have a huge game. He was number one, but we did not expect that number one was going to be one catch for negative one yards in that heck of a game. James Madison, Appalachian State, could not believe that Chris Thornton comes out of that game with negative yards. That is unreal. But you know what? The data is just the data. We can't predict how human beings are going to be able to perform on the field. But my goodness, Chris Thornton, negative one. We know you're going to bounce back, but my goodness, that was rough. Take us home with your your last one there. Cameron Peoples, Appalachian State. You expect that he's going to do great things. He has gone down in far, as far as production every week. Cameron Peoples in that same game, Appalachian State, four carries for nine yards. That's it? Come on, Cameron Peoples. <laughs> Oh man, uh, he it's just been rough with him, man. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. All right, so that is our that is our milk cartons this week. Who knows who's going to show up next week on the milk cartons? But hopefully, all these guys are going to uh, jump off. I feel like uh, Thornton and Singleton and Peoples have a chance. Boise State's offense, I I'm not feeling good about them at all right now. Avoid Boise State right now. Doesn't matter if it's Holani, anybody. Just avoid them for the time being until they get their uh, get their house sorted out. So news and notes time. I'm going to get to, uh, let me put the discord up here. So again, for any of you that might've missed last week's show, we are transitioning the news and notes section to go Well, we were posting them in their, you know, conference talk portion. Each conference was getting its own news. Now it's just uh, a big block there in injury news so that you can kind of search in there if you have any players that you're looking for or whatever. So I'm going to go over some of them. Uh, the rest of it you can get um, right there from injury news. So EJ Smith, which is pretty pretty rough, uh, Stanford running back, Emmett Smith's kid, uh, having a really good year at Stanford. And he was, I think, our 12th start of the week going uh, of this week, which I had to remove him, obviously, from the rankings this week because he's out for the year. Um, 
So, so that really sucks. Um, let's see. We had a couple other Keylon Stokes we talked about and Davis Brin from Tulsa. Different um, injuries during the game. We'll have to monitor and see if they come back. I'm basically not going to move on those players this week because they're playing Cincinnati. Hopefully they both are able to come back, play, and see some healthy snaps against Cincinnati, and then they can be a great start most of the rest of the way. Um, Smith and Jigba, we talked about. Anaya Smith, we talked about. He's out for the season. Uh, Smith and Jigba was on the inactive list. He might be able to go this week. He's hopeful, according to the coaching staff there at Ohio State. Um, Henry Parrish from Miami, hurt in the third quarter, clutching his head, did not return. He's uh, there's there's no news on him. So again, it, with the, where there's no news, I just shy away and start someone else um, unless you get good information uh, early on. So Central Michigan quarterback Daniel Richardson, uh, they've got a, a, a big game this week. Um, fourth quarter, took a sack, looked at by the trainers, helped off the field and was replaced by Jace Bauer. Uh, no update on the status for this week yet. Aiden O'Connell for Purdue was a game time decision last Saturday. Did not warm up or play, and uh, we'll we'll see. They're gonna play it by ear, they say. Puka Nakua, BYU man, BYU's uh, receivers receiving room has been just crushed by injuries all throughout the year. Um, he did return, but in the fourth quarter was running with the ball and appeared to slip and landed awkwardly. Trainers checked out his knee. He was slowly helped off. It's not season ending, they say, um, but not sure if he's going to be able to play in the coming weeks. Uh, Clay Millen for Colorado State. They've been disappointing for fantasy too. Um, had a tough opening schedule, but Left the game after hurting his shoulder in the second quarter. Um, was on the sideline. Didn't return to the game. Um, Xavier Worthy. Hurt in the first half. Um, did get his touchdown before he got hurt. Um, I think he had three catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown or something like that. Had x-rays. They were negative. He was seen in a boot. Not really sure. They're hopeful he'll play this week along with... Uh, Quinn Ewers, hopeful to, that he'll play this week. We'll just see. Um, Talia, or Talia Tagovailoa, Maryland, um, left the game in the third quarter after a shot to the midsection, but was able to return, um, but then didn't finish the game. So we'll see what's up with him. Hopefully... Keaton Mitchell was hurt in the game. Kenny McIntosh also. A couple running backs hurt in the game. Um, Waiting on status reports for them. Brant Keithy, one of the top three tight ends in college fantasy. Yes. He is going to miss the rest of the season. That's a brutal, brutal loss right there. He is a great tight end. He is really a key to that offense. So uh, seeing him out, that really, really hurts them. If you somehow can land Kincaid, you know, stock way up on on Kincaid at tight end and whoever steps into that second tight end role because they do play too, uh, worthy of, of being started in fantasy. 
Grayson McCall, um, he was hurt and then replaced by Bryce Car- Carpenter. And then Jared Guest got in the game some. So um, it was said, though, that McCall wanted to return to the game and could have if he was needed. Yeah, he was he was uh he was trying to get back in the game, but then they they did the infamous take his helmet away, and so he was just standing there on the sideline without his helmet. But he was uh he wanted to get back into that game for sure. Yep. <clears throat> Zach Evans, <coughs> excuse me, running back Ole Miss. He was hurt in the first half. Quinshad Judkins got the rest of the the game. And Kiffin said it was a medical thing that kept him out. So Big game against Kentucky this week. We'll see uh, and monitor, you know, Zach Evans' status going up to kickoff. And uh, the rest of those you guys can check out in there if you have any questions. We've had a couple people beat us with injury updates in that channel. So we certainly appreciate that and uh, and all that in the Discord. Um, One thing we can go back to, we you and I talked about it before we started the pod. Um, NC State ended the game last week without both of their top running backs, Jordan Houston and Demi Sumo Karnde. Um, That would be massive if they went into the Clemson game without their number one and number two backs uh, from Dave Doran. It sounds like they both are going to be available. Houston, they just held them out because it was a UConn game. And uh, Karnde, he was beat up, and they said he could same thing with great, like with Grayson McCall. He could have come back into the game if they needed him, but uh, they didn't need him in a, in a blowout game like they had against UConn. So yep. it looks like both of them are going to be back for this Clemson matchup in the uh, in the rain. All right, so player rankings time. So um, we're going to go over the top five as normal, and then um, you know I am open to shifting that around if if there's a more interesting way to introduce positional rankings. But uh, we've got our top five here on the screen. If you're following on YouTube, and we'll we'll do our best for those of you who just uh, listen to the pod. Um, Number one, we've got C.J. Stroud this week. Uh, Consistent top five start at quarterback, which is what you would hope if you're going to take a quarterback in the first round. Um, Ohio State plays against Rutgers this week. The over-under is 60, basically, so it's about a 50 to 10 kind uh, kind of advantage there. Last three weeks, Stroud's had 38. 45, 39 fantasy points. So we expect that to continue. And maybe, just maybe, he'll leave a couple touchdowns for Travion Henderson. All those Travion Henderson owners are are dying for some touchdowns. Um, At number two, Bryce Young, Alabama. They're playing at Arkansas. This is certainly a more risky play, but they expect the the over-under on this game is bigger than the the Rutgers Ohio State game at 61 and a half. So that would put the score with the spread of 16 and a half. That would put the score at 39-23 ish. Um, so plenty of points there to be had for Alabama in that pass happy offense. I really thought they would run the ball a bit more this year with all the turnover at receiver, but that's not been the case. Bryce Young is gonna get plenty of attempts in this game on the road at Arkansas. So they try to spread out that defense. Last week we had a guy, a Duke, jump into the number one spot at wide receiver. Not Duke the Blue Devils, the James Madison Dukes. Yeah. We had a, we had one of their wide receivers jump into the number one spot at wide receiver. This week their quarterback jumps in. Brian, let's talk about Todd Santillo. 
Yes, and Teo, um, you know, they're they're gonna throw the ball around, and so the last <clears throat> few weeks, uh, he's done well in terms of fantasy points. He's averaging for the year thirty nine point four one fantasy points. Um, they're projected to beat Texas State by twenty one, so that that would put their score, J- uh, James Madison, around thirty seven points uh, this week. And then at number four, I kind of thought about putting him at three, but um, I expect a bounce back game from USC. They're playing against a, a team in disarray, Arizona State. So, um, you know, here's the last three weeks for Caleb Williams. 38 fantasy points, 35, and then 16. Yikes. But USC is projected to win by 25 and a half and score around 43 and a half points. Plenty of points there to be had for Caleb Williams in a bounce-back week. And then we've got uh, freshman, really a standout. He's done so well, and he's, his receiving core is getting a bit more healthy now. Drake May at UNC. They play at 3.30 against Virginia Tech at home. And he's averaging 41 fantasy points a game. This should be a 32-23 to 23 kind of finish, so like Drake may there a lot against Virginia tech. So that's the top five. I do want to go jump down. I see you got Frank Harris at number nine for UTSA. Frank Harris had nearly 50 points last week. Uh, They're going up against a middle Tennessee state team that we talked about earlier that I upset Miami. This could be a big uh, aerial display in that game. I've actually got Frank Harris starting in one of one of my leagues. I think it's in the home league um, because Frank Harris has a chance to go out there and just blow up this week. Yeah, it's a classic letdown week for Middle Tennessee State coming off an emotional, like, a win that they've never had. I don't think they'd ever beat a top 25 team on the road. Never beat a top 25 team ever. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. They wouldn't commonly host top 25 teams either. So, yeah, I I expect potential letdown week there. And UTSA is just a darn good team. Like, um, love that start there with Frank Harris. And the, uh, the last one I want to talk about, like I said, just jumping down just a little bit is uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, we cannot get through this podcast without talking about QB uh, number 12, Austin Reed. If you guys did not get a chance to see the Western Kentucky game, I know a lot of people out there probably weren't watching Western Kentucky. Let me go pull up that game stat really quick for you. That was absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous what Western Kentucky did last week. Um, Let me go see where the stats are for this one. They, uh, wasn't it 66, nothing. Wasn't that the game score in that one? Oh, I don't remember the game. I'm like, I said, give me just a second. As I pull this up, Western Kentucky went absolutely bonkers in that game. Um, They were playing against FIU, which, you know, FIU is not a team that you're going to be, nobody's They're not going to be putting the fear into anybody. But nobody expects a 73 to nothing shellacking. <laughs> 73 to nothing. Western Kentucky went out there 42 nothing at the half. Austin Reed, 381 yards and five touchdowns. They just absolutely were slinging the ball around. The next coming of, uh, of Bailey Zappi up there. Um, if you have a chance to get anybody on the Western Kentucky offense, you want to do it because they are putting up just stupid stupid stats this year and i don't see no reason why they're not going to continue that as they enter into conference play 
he's still available in the in the home league. Um, free agent out there, just kind of waiting to be had. And uh, he's got huge potential. Now in our league, we only get three pickups every year, so you kind of want to play it by ear. There, I know <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. He's listed as a senior on ESPN, and then Fantrax has him listed as a freshman. Um, and it's the same thing with uh, with Bachmeyer. Bachmeyer is listed as a senior, but even when he transfers, he's still going to have two years of eligibility left because he's transferring four games or earlier in the season, so he can go transfer with that redshirt nah, season. Yep. And he's still going to have two years of eligibility remaining, even though he's listed as a senior. Crazy stuff in, in a fantasy in college sports right now. Yep. So we left some NRs up there. That just stands for not ranked. Some other players that as we put out the DFS um, tool that these players will be listed there in the DFS tool as someone to consider where you'll be able to kind of see all the stats and kind of make those judgment calls on your own if you want to start those guys, uh, whether in your fantasy lineup if you have a bad matchup week or whatever and you need to start one of those, you can, or yeah, for DFS. So um, running back. Yeah. Let's jump on down to running backs. There's a couple of interesting names, a couple of names we've seen uh, quite a few times, names we've already talked about in this pod, but there's at least one name that has not been talked about in this podcast ever to this point. Let's get there. Who's number one, BMAC? Yeah, I'll take one and two. You can take three and four. Um, let's go Bijan Robinson, number one. I would start nobody over him. Texas is going to lean on him, even though they're going up against a West Virginia team that looks to be finding its own uh, now. But shoot, you can't argue with the the 26-plus fantasy points per game from Bijan Robinson so far. And Texas has a... A 10-point spread, so that's a, a game script. And we don't talk about game script enough uh, because that really affects some of these players. No game script affects uh, Bijan Robinson. And what I mean by that, basically, if if Texas is down 10 or 14, he still gets a lot of those dump-off passes. Um, so he's pretty much immune to any game, game script, but it, it looks like it should be good with a 10-point spread there. He's going to be getting the ball the whole game. Uh, Ibrahim, we have number two, um, another big 10 point spread there in favor of Minnesota. So that should work out great for them as they, they take on Purdue. All right. Number three, got Jordan Mims from Fresno state, another team I've got a soft spot for, uh, they did not have a good showing in their last game, but look at who they're playing. They're playing at UConn who just got shellacked by NC state. If you ever want to talk about a, a player that is primed for a huge bounce back, it's going to be Jordan Mims this week at UConn. Uh, actually, I just jumped. I just jumped over number three. I went straight to number four. I'm so excited to talk about Jordan Mims. But let's go to the number three. This is the guy that has not been in the rankings yet, and I know why BMAC gave me him is because of his last name, Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you work, Israel Abaniconda or Abaniconda from uh, Pitt. If I just butchered your last name, my bad. You have too many syllables in the last name, my man. But um. He is blowing up for Pitt. Let's look at his last three games. Uh, Tennessee, 25 carries, 154 yards in the score. Uh, Pitt against uh, Western Michigan, 31 attempts, 133 yards in the score. And then this past week against Rhode Island, 19 carries, 177 yards and four touchdowns. So he's showing he's got some consistency. Yes, the last two weeks have been against uh, lesser opponents. Will he be able to keep that uh, streak going uh, once he gets into conference play? 
We'll have to see. But that's a, a pretty good streak that he's got going right now. So if he's available in your league, it's definitely somebody you want to uh, you know get your eye on and probably use a waiver claim on because uh, he is he is showing he's the real deal at this point in a fantasy season. And at number five, we've got Marquez Cooper from Kent, and uh, they play against Ohio this week. It's a eight point spread, and it should be a high scoring affair. The over under is sixty nine points. One of the biggest over-unders of the week so i expect him to get plenty of touches a few catches and hopefully a couple touchdowns there and you know kind of matt as you predicted um in the first few pods like we know we're seeing more of the smaller school guys in the rankings now we've got aiden robbins at rb6 and Layborn from marshall at rb7 so plenty of small school guys as they're getting into conference play with these high over-unders are going to get plenty of touches and produce plenty of fantasy points for you to to help help you beat out. And I couldn't help myself. I've got Jameer Gibbs at RB8. It should be a great matchup. I ex- like Every time he touches the ball, it's so exciting. He's really good. He just hasn't had that game yet. He's, he's not doing awful. He's averaging 15 fantasy points a game. But that's it seems like it's on 10 touches. Like Get him the ball. Um, big spread game on the road. Uh, we'll see there. All right, now we're going to jump down to the wide receivers. And wide receiver is a little different this week. Wide receiver, a couple weeks ago, every uh, every quarterback we had was an upper-level power five. Um, this week, that's where we're at on wide receivers. Pretty much every wide receiver in the tops until we get down to wide receiver seven is somebody in an upper power five school BMAC, let's go and start with that wide receiver one. You've already mentioned him uh, earlier in this podcast. Tell us why you have uh, Emeka Agbuka at number one. He's number one just for the, the huge spread against Rutgers, and his performance has been really consistent. So consistency is important in fantasy because that uh, leads to predictability. So you want someone that's going to get a lot of touches, and until Smith and Jigba comes back, Egbuka is a, a must start in any league. So 22 points three weeks ago, 27 fantasy points two weeks ago, and last week 27 more fantasy points. He's averaging 24 a game year to date with a total of 96 fantasy points and no reason not to start him. Um, Jordan Addison I have at number two. Uh, a lame 11 points last week in fantasy, but that's basically seemingly the the floor for jordan addison um bounce back game for that usc offense and and addison and then another guy who is just good wherever he goes and it won't shock me if he's good in the nfl too jacob cowing for arizona that offense has been impressive and they're playing against a team that has no pulse at all if you take a look at the box scores of colorado uh, they've fallen off so so far so fast and not that they were anything great but they are getting pummeled by everyone so cowering is averaging 22 a game um and the arizona is an 18 point favorite against colorado which would put the score at around 36 to, to 19 and you'd expect cowing to do plenty of damage in there um at number four we've got marvin harrison jr from Ohio State, and again, he's just also he's putting up 20 fantasy points a game. That Ohio State offense has been 
pass heavy and we'll expect that to continue um, more this week. Um, and then lastly is one of the games that moved to Sunday. We've got Rasheed Rice um, and SMU going at UCF and uh, he's averaging 24 a game. Um, they're a dog in that game. So you'd expect them to, you know, be passing most of the game uh, like they would probably any game anyways. That's projected to be a 31 to 34 game in favor of UCF. And if you take a look at that number, wide receiver one, wide receiver four from the same offense, that just goes to show that the Rutgers defense is getting no love right there because if the two of the top four are expected to come out of the same offense, if you hear the Rutgers defense, I, I, I pity the fool this week. Who, uh, Do you want to give love to the, to the Rutgers defense? <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, I, I want to, I want to give some sympathy, some, some, some pre pregame sympathy, because that's some uh, that's some rough uh, that that's rough right there to have the number one and number four guys both going up against you in college fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So the brisket lock. That's right, brisket lock time, everybody. It's time for the brisket lock. BMAC, this is what the brisket lock is. You are so confident in this guy that is not ranked in the top five, top ten, that you, that the uh, connoisseur of the smoked meats, would bet or wager your plate of beautiful smoked brisket, something you might have to cook this week. If you end up losing power, you might bet that plate of uh, briskets. My, my trigger needs to be plug, plugged in for that one. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's a good idea. I would love to have one of those massive smokers in the backyard um, that just uses wood instead of a, you know, pellet smoker, but it's great. Anyways, we're Anyways, going... you, you've, you've hit on every brisket lock except last week. You know what? We'll give you a mulligan on last week. Everybody's brisket lock last week was uh, was pretty rough. I know Gordy Miller uh, had a Rondé Gadsden, the second. He threw up a brisket lock. We want you guys in Discord to be telling us who your brisket locks are. Uh, we don't want it to just be us in the home league. We want you. We want to know who your brisket lock is so that, that way we can rejoice or, or be sad with you guys when they don't pan out like Tavion Thomas or Nick Singleton last week for us. And, and I don't like to take mulligans, but there was no way to know that he was going to like be silently suspended and not play most of the game. So uh, this week we're going to be a little bit risky. We're going off the board here, meaning he's this guy's not in the top 50. Um, he's on the, the not ranked portion. But Ontario Brown from Northern Illinois at – Ball State. They're a three and a half point favorite with a 60 point spread. I expect he's going to get it done. Give him a give him a touchdown or two. Um, and he should far outperform where we have him like outside the top 50. Um, but that's where the data has it going right now. He's only averaging 10 and a half fantasy points per game which is a little bit below expectations in an offense that historically likes to run the ball. So we'll see. Give me Ontario Brown this week. All right. Sounds good. I'll post something uh, probably later on Friday. I like to get it up there at the very end that we've got a post up there on discord really quick though. If you guys want to be able to get your hands on this information, you want to go up to cfbdynasty.com and you want to subscribe so that that way you have access to what the, the page that BMAC was just looking at. And if you are not a subscriber, you're going to get up there and it's just going to show you a screen saying this is information for subscribers. Go up there, subscribe to that page. Then 
head your butt over to the Discord channel for CFB Dynasty so that you can comment and you can interact because the data is one thing, getting some interaction with some fans that are fans of certain conferences and might have the inside track. They also might help you to be able to hone in on who you want to start this week on your fantasy teams. So get up there and subscribe to CFBDynasty.com. Get on the CFB Dynasty Discord channel. Make sure you've got the most information that you possibly can. Definitely. So that kind of partially answers the first question from Discord. We've got three questions on here for today. Um, so J24, he says, I have a question. Where should one resource stuff if you're getting back into the college thing four years removed since uh, Yahoo got out of it? So Jay, uh, we're big fans of, uh, of fan tracks here. Um, you know, they've had their their pitfalls and issues in the past, uh, live scoring issues and other things in the past. And um, I like fan tracks. That gives you the ability to customize your league. Whereas Yahoo was power five only. You can, you can be power five only if you want to with fan tracks, but you can also pick, you know, the conference for your player pool. You can pick down to the team for your player pool. So if you want it to be, Pac-12 plus LSU and Ohio State, and that's your play, player pool, you could do it. Um, and there are some wonky player pools out there. And I, I've talked to a few via email and via Discord who use our rankings tool, but they need the ability to kind of narrow it down by conference or by team. Um, so we've, we've provided that uh, ability there. So I think, I think to be honest too, you know, asking what the resources are. I mean, literally, this is the CFB Dynasty podcast, and there's a reason, and you stated at the very first podcast for the season, there's a reason why CFBDynasty.com exists because there wasn't a centralized place to get this kind of information. So, you know, there's no better place than CFBDynasty.com to be able to get some of that information. That's why we're here to try and help you to be able to get that information. So start with Fantrax, start with CFBDynasty.com and the Discord and kind of go from there. Yeah, and that's that should be sufficient. Um, we you we have a tool basically. So my trade in life as a digital marketer, I'm very data driven person. Um, always in in analytics for clients, you know, e-commerce websites, etc., helping them grow and and spend money wisely, etc. It's the same for fantasy to me. So you use the data to make informed decisions. And more often than not, you'll come out on top. You know, you're, you're not always going to hit because we're dealing with college age football players. So uh, there's plenty of room for, uh, you know, players to have some, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever, up and down uh, volatility. So anyways, use the tool to kind of help make educated decisions. We give you all that data. We also rank the players there, but you can use it just as a tool to make your own educated decisions for lineup selections and then setting your DFS lineups, same thing. Um, those Vegas metrics are, are a major key to me in you know, optimizing your opportunity, especially if you're getting like in a DFS lineup and you want a low, low dollar player. Like, should you start someone um, you know, on Oklahoma State versus starting someone on Oklahoma. Well, this week, the Oklahoma State versus Baylor game has a 
54 and a half point spread. The Oklahoma TCU game has a 67 and a half point spread. There's more fantasy points to be had. All other things being equal in that Oklahoma TCU game. So um, hopefully that's a good explanation, but um, anything else to add there, Matt? Uh, not really. Like I said, I feel like, you know, it's not, this is not like uh, the pros where in the pros, you know, you got four or five places you can go get information. That's going to be basically the same thing um, on, on every site um, in college. One of the best things you go into a draft and you got 12 guys in the league and everybody's got a different stra- draft strategy. There's been so yep. many times that I've gone in and had like five or six guys in, in my top and I've got the ninth pick and four of the five guys are still available. <laughs> and, it, and that doesn't yeah. mean that, and it doesn't mean that the picks before me are, are any, are any better or worse. It just means there's different draft strategies, but um, yep. I think that that's definitely the place to start. Fantrax does a good job of making sure there's weekly articles that go up there. Um, but yeah, like I said, dude, I think that between CFB and Fantrax, you definitely, you can't go wrong at this point. Um, but now that leads us to our next question. Jfresh 33 BMAC has got a question for you. What can be expected from running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of Kentucky? Can he be ready for a real workload? What's your thoughts there? He's, you know, historically been the lead back. He's one of the leading rushers in Kentucky history, if I remember correctly. But he's going to have to earn his way back onto the team. If you see the depth chart that they put out, um, this, this week he's listed as an or. So he's not even the guaranteed starter this week against Ole Miss. So in my opinion, he's someone you have to wait and see it before you start him in your fantasy lineup. If you're considering picking him up and using roster space on him, uh, I think that's good. Like Kentucky looks like a good team and they miss Rodriguez. Like I think he's eventually going to take over that gig, but see it before you take it on. Yeah, that's, that's probably going to be the second best matchup this week. You know who I think the number one matchup is going to be, but you've got number seven, Kentucky versus number 14, Ole Miss. That's going to be huge, huge. Yep. And um, last but not least, we have a Stardom and Sidham question from LRC 4015. Last night he said, Brock, Ford Wheaton, Cole Tucker, or Tavion Robinson? That's an interesting start, sit question. Doesn't say... How many? I guess he's wanted you to just pick the, the, the top one out of that. BMAC, yep. I would assume that you're just going to go to your rankings, going to go to the metrics that you have up there on uh, cfbdynasty.com and, and let him know from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, you know, Cole Tucker right now at NIU. Um, you know, he's a senior. They're at Ball State. He's averaging 15 a game. He had kind of a down week last week. So I understand a little bit of the trepidation there to, to start him off, off a down week. But I think down weeks for players that are good and proven are a big bonus for the next week. Like that's why I'm starting Nick Singleton this week. He's got all the talent in the world. I didn't start him last week. I know a lot of people did. We had him, I think at RB 16 ish somewhere in there. So a lot of people started him and were disappointed. I'm starting Singleton this week. Um, in a bounce back. I think the same for Cole Tucker. That would be my play here. Jerry O'Brock um, is a tough one to kind of sit as well. Um, let's see. We've got him as running back 41 at Kansas. He's averaging 16 a game, but I'm going to give the edge there to Cole Tucker. 
Yeah, Tavion Robinson, a wide receiver, 49 after his big game last week. But that just means he, uh, you just don't expect that he's going to have a big week up against uh, Ole Miss this week. Yep, exactly. All right, everybody. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of the podcast this week. Uh, BMAC, anything you want to, any last words you want to uh, tell everybody? Uh, where can they get a hold of you if uh, if it's not on the Discord, if it's not on uh, on the CP Dynasty site? How can they follow you? Just join the Discord and chat with me there. I like the the engagement. I really want to get the game day vibe high on on Discord and get more interaction going there. Even if we're just venting, complaining about players that are future milk carton segment will feature so um yeah just join in the discord let's chat there brian McElfresh, you'll find me all right next week our podcast is going to be recording early because i'm going to be supposedly i'm supposed to be flying out on tuesday to go to new york comic-con i'll be up there all week um we'll see if the orlando air orlando airport is still standing after hurricane ian um see how that's going to affect potential travel issues um, but if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to see what uh, what I'm up to, uh, you see I've got hashtag Team and Sim in my name. I am one half of In Symmetry Creations, comic writing, metal music creating, article writing, panel hosting, emceeing, all kinds of fun stuff that we do at uh, at uh, In Symmetry Creations. Uh, we'll be at New York Comic Con with the our comic titles that we have: Heirs of a Sealed Or, Tales from Nocturnia, and uh, Misfits Clubhouse. That's on Scout Comics. We'll be on the show floor at Artist Alley L27. We will also be doing some live remotes from uh, Scout Comics off-site Scout headquarters. Um, you can go to insymmetrycreations.com. You can go to forward slash insym on Facebook. That's I-N-S-Y-M. Uh, or you can go up and uh, contact me, like Brian said, on the uh, the Discord. I'm uh, either under Matt, uh, Matt forward slash insym or at Dr. Anguish. Uh, somehow I've got two different accounts up there, I think, from other things. But yeah, <laughs> you can get a hold of me All either right. one of those places, and we're good to go. Um, anyways, we thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you're in Florida and you're listening to this, we hope you guys stay safe. Um, even if the path has changed, don't take the storm uh, lightly. Make sure you are uh, being safe out there. Don't go doing anything stupid like driving over live power lines. Um, make sure you're uh, make sure you're going to bathrooms that have got the power on. You don't know, be peeing in garbage cans and stuff like that. Um, be back. Really appreciate you having this podcast. Thanks for having me on. And uh, everybody, hope you guys have a great college fantasy football week. Have a great one, guys. See you.